Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host for this podcast, Santino Teas. And first and foremost, again, I want to thank everybody that's uh, returned to continue to listen to what it is that I have to say. And if you're a new uh, listener, please um, continue to listen. If you find this podcast entertaining and informative, again, please come on back. And if you know of anybody else that might find this podcast entertaining and informative as well, please forward along and um, hopefully we can grow this, uh, this audience and, and learn something together. You can also find my podcast at uh, allthingsmedicalassistant.com, all one long word, allthingsmedicalassistant.com. And there you'll find the uh, podcast episodes uploaded chronologically as they're published. And the more recent ones, you'll find the uh, podcasts recorded video-wise and uploaded as well. And, uh, and also, you can find these uploads on YouTube at All Things Medical Assistant. And these are just different venues and ways you can hear me and communicate and uh, get back to me. Because what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to get the audience involved and to send me comments, questions, concerns. So at my website, allthingsmedicalassistant.com, there's a space and an area for comments, questions, concerns, which I'll address at the next uh, podcast. And obviously on YouTube, you can leave a, um, a statement and, and we'll address it uh, that way as well. So again, thank you for listening. <clears throat> so um, this is part three in a series of depression titled How Depressing. And this is, uh, you know, th- this whole podcast, everything I've, I've produced and uploaded is, is solely my opinion. And I'm hoping to make sense and I'm hoping to strike a chord and I'm hoping to maybe, you know, uh, invoke uh, a uh, maybe uh, uh, a, uh, a dialogue or a conversation. So again, please feel free to, to contact me. But you know, these, like I said, these episodes are purely my opinion on how I feel about these about these uh, topics. But um, how depressing has been a, a is a three part episode on depression. You know, my first episode was a little bit about you know depression itself and my interpretation. And um, part two was about how, as a depressed individual, how I feel you can begin to maybe start not a road on recovery because I'm no therapist by by any mean or long shot you know I'm a certified medical assistant and registered surgical technologist I've been in the medical field 28 years so I'm just purely speaking on on my experience okay I'm not a licensed uh, physician or therapist so please um, don't take me as such but um, you know I myself uh, deal with depression I've been dealing with depression for longer than I can remember, and I currently manage it by taking medication, and it has helped me tremendously. And so, you know, these three episodes have just been pretty much a little bit about, you know, my interpretation, my view, and and my experience, and I just wanted to share it. So, you know, today's episode, uh, three of three, how depressing, you know, I wanted to talk about the other side, you know. So, the first episode I talked about a little bit, uh, shared point of view of the depression itself and two of three my opinion on how you can get out there and 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 start to reclaim your identity uh, who you were before this depression hit you what made you happy what were your interests what were what was it that made you who you are before you know this this depression hit you well you know uh, one thing that i've also found as well as when you listen to stories and to uh, biographies and all it, very, very rarely do they do they hit the other side. In other words, very rarely do they talk about you know those being affected and those that uh, 
um, are trying to be that supportive uh, member of the family to support that depressed family member that they love so much. So now, you know, I want to speak from the other end, or the other side rather, as somebody who supports someone with depression, um, as I am. So, um, you know, being somebody who deals with depression themselves, it's a struggle yourself. It's a fight every day to get up, you know, if, if you can, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I thank God that I've been able to get into a role where I can remember to take my medications. And sometimes I forget, it's like every once in a blue moon, but sometimes I forget to take my medication. And, you know, and I can tell, you know, throughout the day that I've forgotten to take it because everything that my medication helps me to control, which is the internal dialogue, you know, that staticky sound in my mind, my impulsive reactions, all of that, they, they tend to kind of come back a little bit, not full force as if I were to have stopped taking my medication completely, but it comes back a little bit, you know, and I, and I find that I'm easier to trigger, uh, easier to, to be a negative, um, you know, very negative uh, confrontations, connotations, and, and just a totally different person, you know, so I'm, I'm lucky that I've had very few of those episodes. So now, you know, somebody with depression, having to support someone else with depression, you know, or two members of uh, in your family depression, it's it's a separate battle. You know, it's like, you know, when is this war ever going to going to end? You know, well, unfortunately, it doesn't. End, as you know, depression is an ongoing thing now, you know, and I've seen this and obviously there are individuals that can wean themselves off of medication. And in my experience, that's been because. You know, they, they take their medication at a beginning in a period of their life or in the middle of a period of, of their life where, you know, mentally, uh, emotionally, they're struggling to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to survive and, and to function, you know. And, and, and then they're able to get to a point in their life where they can wean off of the depression medication, the anxiety medication, and, 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 and move on to, to being, you know, uh, a better self-rounded individual for my understanding with that is is with that management with that medication management you're able to get through the issues that you have in life you're able to address what it is that's causing the the, the depression you're able to either deal with it um, organize it to where it's manageable in life every day and you don't need the medication anymore or maybe you just all around do away with that situation period so it's you're not you're not faced with that you know that that depressive um you know theme in your life and you don't need the medication you you move on to a happier life to a more manageable lifestyle for whatever reason there you know there there, there are good reasons for getting off the medication sometimes they just don't do good well with individual and they have to utilize other types of therapy cbt uh you know psych you know psychotherapy what have you but you know in this point in my life with my work with school with education i know that i still need it because my life without it is is hectic so i I figure once i'm done with school and once i'm into a groove i can probably uh, come down from that but um you know dealing with 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 someone else in the family with depression you know it 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 takes it, it takes time away from you you know it takes time away from what you're supposed to do for yourself because you know one thing you're taught in therapy 
or your courses or classes or or your 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 homework your counseling homework is that you know you need to take care of yourself first and if you don't take care of yourself first you're not good for anybody else right that's what you're taught now if you're a person of depression supporting someone else of depression that still rings true you know you still need to take care of yourself primarily so you can you know fortunately continue to support that family member with depression now that's a tough i mean that, that's a tougher battle to have to fight as opposed to somebody who's just dealing with depression on their own i mean so what do you do you know I, i've come in contact with individuals that just end up really just kind of going off the deep end and, and very different things happen self-harm and and criminal uh behavior um you know drug use it obviously we know it can go into many different types of uh, tailspins but fortunately if you're one of those that has the strength and mental fortitude to be able to use those skills that you've learned to support those that are depressed you know there's there's always a question you know because i'm sure that you'll have those days where you sit down and you go you know damn why can i you know why am i having to do this you know i'm depressed i'm doing what i have to do i'm taking my medications you know i'm going to my therapy i'm keeping my appointments i'm getting my life in line you know i'm i'm dealing with my um with 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 my with my situation you know why should i why should i support you does me being your husband boyfriend girlfriend wife mother grandmother is that really good enough of a reason because i'm family is that good enough of a reason to 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 be able to sit here and and take my time away from me being depressed to support you in your depression is it really fair you know and that's totally valid because again you go back to that point where you're learning hey i need to be good for myself first before i can be good for anybody else because me accepting my responsibility as being depressed taking my medication helps me to be that father for uh my daughter or that partner for my relationship or that child for my family you know for my parent rather no matter how old i get so you inevitably at at the end of the day you have that right that choice to say you know what i need to separate myself i need to take care of me first and you need to take care of you and then we'll meet in the middle if you choose to engage while you're still dealing with your stuff then you need to own it and you need to understand the position you're putting yourself in and how far you're willing to go because in depression obviously if you if you've had the luck to you know take a therapy or to take you know uh some kind of anything for your well-being is to recognize red flags right so what more of a red flag is there than having to deal with somebody else that's depressed or going through a traumatic uh, time in their life you know there's that's one of the biggest red flags you can get right or that you can be come face to face with again if your family member you know we love our family we want to be there for our family you know we're ride or die and which is great you know i mean we're supposed to you know whatever higher power you believe in tells you you know love family and and take care of each other you know and and, and that's understood but you can't love family and take care of each other if you can't take care of yourself and be who you are for you are first cuz if you wake up every day depressed and you turn over and then he or she is depressed or your child's depressed 
what strength do you have left to deal with your depression? You know? What responsibility do you have to yourself? Because you've you you've you've transplanted that responsibility onto somebody else. And it just becomes this whole situation. Now there's a term called codependency where you know the supporting family member um, enables or uh, does things to um, enforce behavior or to enforce um, non-compliance, you know, being an enabler. So, I mean, what's, what is your responsibility dealing with a family member who's depressed? What is it? Well, you don't have to be responsible. You know, you, you, you can choose to be only responsible for yourself. Now, let's finish talking about the other half. If you choose to be responsible for somebody else, you know, you like I said, you have to own it. You have to make that decision. You have to make sure and and think and feel within yourself that you have that 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 internal that that strength that you can do this and pull this off because you can't later on down the line when things fall through be surprised and say, "Well, hell, I didn't know this was going to happen." Well, bull. What would you expect? So obviously you have to understand and know that if you continue to support somebody with depression and you're depressed, <laughs> there you, there's a significant chance that you're going to, you know, delve deeper into it. Again, what's your response? That's, that's a question that I, I get a lot, that I get asked a lot. You know, what's, your, something, what's your responsibility in, in, in dealing with somebody with depression in your family when you're already depressed? Why do you do it? Well, because I love because I love her. Well, because within the Latino Hispanic community, you stick to your family, you know, no matter what. You know, just like your parents were there for you, you got to be there for them. You know, uh, are you dealing with a family member with Alzheimer's or diabetes or dementia or whatever? You know, it, it, that runs along the same gamut. What do you do? There are people across the board that crack and break because, you know, they're spread so thin. And then you know, the, that madness continues. So what I'm trying to say here is, you know, if, if, if you're going to be one that supports a family member of depression, you know, you need to take on that initiative to, you know, take on that, that, that ability to, to, to be strong for both of you, to be able to utilize and not counsel, but to give the advice of what it is that you've learned to that partner let them know what's worked for you and don't don't ever force what it is that's worked for you onto them because we know that you know individuality can be you know a devastating effect you know because you know when, when you're depressed when you're a depressed individual yourself and you just want someone to listen you better hope it's an objective individual because if it isn't and you speak to a family or friends it's very frustrating because they're going to want to fix the situation. They're going to want to give you an immediate um, way to take care of it, you know. And, and you're like, no, no, no. When deep inside, all you want is just to be heard. Well, somebody who loves you and cares for you on your other side, you know, that's why there's always heated arguments and explosions because they're not objective. Family cannot be objective. Family can initially be supportive by saying, you know what, you need to get help. Let me drive you to your therapies. Let me help you find that therapy. You know, let me put you on my insurance plan. Let me, you know, there's many ways to initiate support. 
and to keep that boundary and say, I will drive you too. I will retain you on. I will, I will listen to you and I will try not to respond. I will affirm what you're saying, what you're feeling, you know, but when it comes, like I say, when it comes to people who are not objective, it's, it's going to be an even more stressful situation. It's going to be very, very hard. So therefore, when, you know, when, when you as a family member are dealing with somebody with depression, you need to remember what it is that's worked for you. Again, not, you know, impose it on them, but learn those skills for yourself. So maybe that will help you keep your anxiety and your depression level down. Now, initially, do you have a responsibility? Well, yeah, you do. Ethically, morally, you do have responsibility to family. Some people, you know, have friends, best friends, and that's all they've known as family. Well, you know, within you, ethically, morally, you feel like, yeah, you do have a responsibility because they've been there for you. You're going to be there for them. Or you have that pact or you have that understanding. You're going to love and take care of each other no matter what. You know, no matter what, if we get divorced, we're still going to be best friends or there's many situations, scenarios that, you know, we've all heard of or been through or have um, initiated ourselves. So you got to remember that, you know, if you're going to sit there as a depressed individual um, supporting and you're going to try and play therapist, you know, be very careful. Because next thing you know, you're shooting yourself, you're shooting each other in the foot, in the feet. Yeah. So... If, again, you know, if you're going to be there to support someone, you're going to have to own it. I mean, that's that's a heck of an ownership to have. You know, that's a heck of a responsibility to bear. And prepare yourself for, you know, longer days, more tiresome nights, you know, anything that you felt that's going to be compounded, you know. And that's my opinion. I don't know very many people that have supported someone else with depression and and their depression resolves. I, I don't think that's possible. Because as far as I'm concerned, you know, mentioning there are individuals that are able to wean and get off of medication, to me, that's because they've reached a point in their life where they've been able to better situations, avoid situations, get away from those moments, get away from those situations, and they can better manage their lives. Why? Because they're in control. When I'm depressed, without my medication and I'm depressed, I'm not in control. I've lost all control. I've lost all authority. I've given everything over to that depression. I've said, you know what, depression here, you manage my life. You do what I should be doing. You, you take away what it is that, that I should input into my you know, love of life and love of hobby and love of family and love of child, love of myself. So when you're dealing with somebody else who's got that same situation and and you yourself are, you know, out of your mind, it's just not, it's not, it, 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 it's not, I don't know, it, it's just, it's just not uh, recommended. But again, you know, hopefully, you know, being someone who's supporting someone with, with, with depression, you need to be strong and you need to maintain that boundary. You've got to maintain that boundary. You've got to say, okay, you know what? I'm depressed, you're depressed, and I want to be here for you. And I'm going to help you this much. And I'm going to go this far. But once I get to a point where I'm starting to feel it, where I'm starting to feel regressed, I'm going to step away. Or, you know what? This is me being supportive of you. We need to stop here and find a better solution for you. 
We need to find you that therapist. We need to find you that psychologist. We need you to find you that counseling. We need to find you that uh, community resource. I need to step away. My responsibility to you as a family member is to be here, to love you, to give you the tools and resources you need to help you find it. And if, if it's possible to give you that financial backing. And from there, it is my responsibility to go to a certain point. And once I get there, I'm pulling back and that's it. Because then next thing you know, the doors are locked, the shades are drawn, you're both in different rooms. You're both depressed, and it's just, you know, it's, it's a horrible video game of death and mutants and zombies. You know, it's, it's ridiculous, you know. And this is very hard. So, I'm here just to say to those who are depressed themselves, who are not actively managing their depression, please, please, please. Find that strength to look out into the community to to find a resource. You know, it's interesting because when we're depressed, we, we spend a lot of time and energy on uh, depressive, neglectful um, propaganda. You know, we watch videos on depression because we're trying to understand where we're coming from. You know, we're trying to find that one YouTube video on depression that describes exactly what it is that I'm going through. And maybe... On the flip side, they'll be able to explain how they got through it. But the video is just about depression. They don't explain, you know, how they're getting through it. And you're like, well, you know, damn, I'm stuck. So I'm going to go to the next video. You know, and you're just, you're looking for this answer that you don't find because they're just videos about depression. You'll find a hundred videos that describe your depression exactly. But you will not find one one, one video that, that describes how how they've gotten better or how or how to get better because you as a depressed individual that is your responsibility that is nobody else's responsibility it is not your spouse's it's nobody's responsibility it is yours as a depressed person to find to 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 obtain and to take part in that in that resource and in that connection and that betterment and we you know we as depressed individuals find and spend so much time looking up information now if we were to put a little bit of that energy into actually you know actually utilizing resources that's a huge monumental first step into into um, getting better so again if, if if you can expand that much energy you have the energy you do have the capacity to get up and find that help and and in my view if you're if, if you're doing those little things that are kind of cries for help or that are kind of you know searches for explanations be proud of those little milestones be proud of those little steps too because you know kind of to me in a sense you're, you're, you're trying to seek that help to begin with you're trying to find a little nugget a little you know niblet of something you can hold on to that will maybe spark something to help you move on and to get there you know and, and I think that's something you should remember and be proud of and say, hey, you know what? Today I watched 50 videos on depression. Does that mean I'm trying to find help? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know depressed. You know you're depressed, you know. So be proud of, of, of the fact that you're even trying to do something and go forward. 
So, again, what I'm saying is, if you are a member of a family or a friend, you know, who's depressed and trying to help somebody else, if you're going to take on that responsibility, then it has become your responsibility, but make sure you draw those boundaries, you, you, you make sure that space is understood, and make sure that, that, that the other party is understood, that if you're going to be there for them and help them and support them, that they themselves have a responsibility to themselves to continue seeking out help. To me, depression is like a drug addiction, you know. Uh, an alcoholic, a drug addict, they're not cured. I don't care what you read. You know, there's these commercials on TV for different resorts that say, we will cure your, your drug addiction. No, that is, no. Because addiction alters pathways in the brain permanently. You can establish new, new, uh, new connections, but what does that mean? That means that you still have to live a life of uh, criteria, a life of... Um, modification because if you give in to what it was before you'll fall back again so that's what the statement is is a recovering alcoholic or addict is I feel it's the same way for depression you know you're depressed you find the help you get on management you go through therapy you get better you get off the medication because you're in better control you're better managing and if you're lucky enough to keep yourself away from those situations that cause depression, you can better maintain your, you know, how can I say this? You can better maintain your, your, your mental sobriety, I guess, right? You're not, you're not saturating yourself with that depression or those bad actions or those bad whatever. That would be the alcohol, right? I'm making sense here. But, you know... If you're able to get to that point, you're better managing your life on your own without medication. You're like a recovering, depressed individual. That's how I see it. Because if you veer off of that path where you're better managing your life, then you get back into it and you fall back into it. So therefore, you've relapsed into depression. And there are people that flip-flop back and forth, you know, and, and it's not their fault. You know, those that choose not to do anything purposely, then yeah, then, then that's something different. So again, this is episode three of three of how depressing and, and hopefully I've been able to just, you know, speak a little bit about my experience and, and how I view being a supportive uh, individual in, in a family and, and that individual being depressed. Now, if you're not depressed, oh boy, period, own it, do it, take care of it. Because the only other option is to turn around and walk away. Or really, maybe there's another option to sit there and say, you know what, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to deal with it. And then everything will fall apart. Now, those are all the bad situations. There's only one good one is being responsible and saying, I will be here. I will be here for you. And you as that individual, if you're not a depressed individual, but you're there to help and you're of mental strength and mind, then you yourself better maybe take a class or take a get into a class of codependency maybe or or or, or a course on on how not to enable so you can be a solid and be that as objective as possible mate spouse boyfriend girlfriend child father mother daughter son that you are all right guys this is Santino Tez for 
All Things Medical Assistant. Um, thank you for listening to this series, How Depressing. And, you know, if I've made sense and if, if you can use this at, at any point, you know, please listen to these uh, these episodes again, one, two, and three, and hopefully, you know, maybe I've been able to, 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 to help out. Again, I'm no therapist. I'm not a physician. I'm not a psychologist or anything. I'm just speaking my, my experience, okay? Um, again, um, you can find uh, this episode uploaded shortly on allthingsmedicalassistant.com. It is Friday, uh, July 10th at about maybe 10 till 1. Give me about another day to upload this. Um, and also look for this uh, episode uploaded to uh, All Things Medical Assistant on YouTube. And if you like what you see, what you hear, please subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification to be uh, notified of upcoming or uploaded episodes. And please communicate with me. Uh, send me that voice message on anchor.fm. Um, if you hear me on Apple Podcasts, if you're out running, around, driving, get to allthingsmedicalassistant.com. Leave me a message, comment, concerned, and I will address it at the next podcast, okay? Um, and on YouTube, obviously, you can leave me a comment, and we'll go from there. Again, so, Santino Teas, your host for All Things Medical Assistant, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening.